I want to talk, first of all, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for your prayers. Um, Sunday was a very uh, interesting Sunday. Um, how many of you know that, in fact, I don't know as if you do know, but I want to tell you, we're, we're in the middle of something special right here. Um, some of you have come from other churches, you've been to other churches, but God is doing something. When I went out to uh, Dale Hart, Texas Sunday, I realized how much I love to miss you guys. <laughs> I realized, man, you know, I, I was thankful, man. I was, I was really thankful. I was, I was thankful for the praise and worship, and I was thankful for your smiling faces. I was thankful for, for you seeking after the things of God. Not that that's not happening out there, but, you know, it's, it was a really difficult thing. We teach about the apostolic, we teach about the prophetic, we teach about evangelism and teaching and pastoral, and we teach about community transformation. And we go, I go somewhere else, and, and I begin to start speaking some things, and I'm thinking, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So it was really kind of difficult, but um, God did some things. He moved really tremendously there. I, uh, I was just really thankful for that. Um, Joel and and Tasha went, and I put them to work. I mean, you know, we we prayed for just about every person there that wanted prayer, and and Joshua and jo- I mean Joel and Tasha helped me uh, helped me pray for people, and we just let God move. I mean, when you know we were some of the last to get to the restaurant, but that's okay, because it's not about when you get to the restaurant. Amen. It's about doing what God's called you to do. Amen. And I want to thank you for your prayers. I um. I want to encourage you to continue to pray. Um, the pastor there, and I don't know if Shelley had shared just a little bit, the pastor there, I, I, um, there's a term in the ministry, and it's called burnout. What it is is we get tired of messing with people's stuff. Are you with me? Always handling problems, always dealing with issues, always, you know, there's always a drain and there's times where we've got to go and get refreshed, and that's what Pastor Leon's doing. He's going and getting refreshed. Uh, there's times where we've, we've felt that. I, I've, I've felt that. Very small, I have to say that. It was very small. You know, I've heard about these pastors say, you know, I'm just burned out. I just can't stand to talk to another person. I'm just going to hide. I'm going to, you know, go disappear. I believe if you choose the ministry as a vocation, you're going to experience that. And, but I think if, if it's a calling on your life, God graces you and anoints you to be able to walk through that. And, and that's what I know that he's graced us and, and anointed us to walk through. There's some things in your life that tonight I just want to deal with. I want to talk about. I want to bring revelation. Can we get revelation from the word tonight? Let's just get revelation. Father, we just pray that you'll give us revelation as we open up this word tonight, that you'll begin to speak to us how to deal with some things in our lives. Lord, and I just thank you that the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you more is alive and active in this place tonight. I ask you to open our hearts to receive this revelation, Lord. Let it, let it fall from our mind to our spirits and let it explode in the revelation of God tonight in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. I want to talk with you a little bit how to deal with pressure. Somebody say pressure. We are going to be in situations, you're going to have situations that you will not live your life without having pressure of one sort of another. 
You know, what, what the world labels it now is stress. It's stress, 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 stress. I got stress. She's got stress. He's got stress. There's stress here. I got stress there. I got stress at work. I got stress at home. We've we, we got to be careful how we speak. We've got to be careful what we say. We've got to realize that, you know, now the world wants to label stress and give you drugs to handle it. Come on, somebody. They want to say, you're under stress. You've got a whole lot of stress. Why don't you take this pill? It'll make you feel better. Why don't you take it three times a day? It'll begin to make you feel better. I, I realize that sometimes it deals with our emotions. I want to show you the definition of emotion, but, but tonight I want to learn how to deal with some of the pressure, and we're just going to touch on this. Emotion. What, what is emotion? Emotion basically is internal motion. It's internal motion. It is moving you in one direction or another. When you get emotional, you will be moved in one direction or you'll be moved in another. Amen? You can have happy emotion and it'll move you in a direction. You can have sad emotion and it'll move you in a direction. You know, we, we begin to look at this and we begin to understand that, that our emotion, our emotions are good. God heals, He delivers through emotions, but how many of you know you need to control your emotions and not let your emotions control you? Can I get an amen? So we, what happens is sometimes we may say, okay, I got, I got pressure, and then we get emotional about it, and guys operate differently than girls. Y'all know it's a big revelation, but you're getting revelation tonight. But guys think differently than girls, we act differently than girls, praise the Lord. You know, we do that. Most guys are supposed to, they should. Amen? I want us to understand that we're going to have pressure. Women may handle pressure differently than men. That's what I'm trying to get at. Women may cry. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we probably should. And it'll relieve some things. It'll break some things off of us. We need to learn how to deal with pressure. And there's some people that say, well, you know, you're under pressure and you speak the word. Praise God. You speak the word. Speak the word. Good. Continue to speak the word. Continue to call those things that be not as though they were. Continue to fess and confess and bring forth the scriptures. If that's all you do, then praise God, you go for it. Amen? I want to bless you in that. I want to say, go for it. Continue to speak the word. But it's got to be more than just words coming out of your mouth. It's got to be coming from your heart. We're going to begin to deal with some things. We're going to take a few things. We're going to look at it. We have to realize that it doesn't matter what people think. Let me say that again. It it doesn't matter what people think. It, It really doesn't matter what I think about you. What really does matter is what God thinks about you. In 1 Samuel, God was wanting, I mean, the Israelites were wanting a a king. And God used the, the terminology, he said, Man looks on the outward appearance, but I look at the intent of the heart. Because they looked at Saul, and Saul was tall. He was a handsome man. He was he was a large and he was big in stature. He wasn't a small ruddy guy like me. <laughs> but praise God, he doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at what's going on in your heart, the intent of your heart, where your heart is. We've got to get delivered of other people. 
I've got to get delivered of how Kelly thinks about me. I've got to get delivered of how CJ thinks about me. And boy, does Jason like me? Or, you know, does, does Ricky like me? I want Ricky to like me. And, you know, Eli, boy, I'd like for him to like me. I've got to get delivered of that because if I follow God and I go after God, they're human. They're going to see some things that are not going to be of a godly nature. Come on, somebody. But I'm still trying. I'm still moving forward. And not, not let my emotions get me carried away. And not let the pressure of what somebody thinks thinks make you go in a different direction because i will do some things or may do some things in the natural that will make you think that you'll like me or think that i can make you like me and it will really not be me does anybody know what i'm talking about maybe i'm not making any sense but i'm going on a rabbit trail but we're going to get back there amen i got to get going i want us to begin to look at some things i want us to realize how to deal with pressure when pressure comes I want us to begin to look at this. I mean, because God wants us to be stable. Did you know that? I mean, God wants you to be stable. He wants you to be secure, not insecure. God wants us to abide in Him. And if we abide in Him, He will abide in us. We've got to stop trying to get our identity in what we wear. We've got to stop trying to get our identity in what kind of car you drive. You've got to stop trying to get your identity in if you're a Native American or you're Hispanic or whether you're white or whether you're American or whether you're black or whether whatever you are. We've got to stop trying to get our identity in that and we've got to get our identity in, in, in God. Amen? We've got to know what God says about us. We've got to look at that because if I try to get my identity in just who I am, then I'm going to miss out on who God wants me to be. Because I can fulfill who I want to be. Let me say that again. I can fulfill what I want to be. Because there's some of us who really don't want to be much. Just let me make $20,000, $30,000 a year, have a few kids, you know, and have a wife, give me a home, I'll be fine. Is that what God wants? Is that what God wants? Just let me just get through life. Let me have good health. You know, my father died when he was 62. If I can get past 62, I'll be great. My grandfather died when he was 50. If I can just get past 50, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have it good. And we begin to look at this and we begin to realize that there's pressure that begins to come on us when we start looking at ourselves in the natural. We've got to look at ourselves in the spiritual. Well, in other words, you've got to see yourself differently than probably how you see yourself now. You've got to see yourself in the image and the likeness of God. I don't know how to explain this except for you begin to look at yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and some of you don't like what you see. I want us to begin to look and see, how, how do I see God in that? God's got blue eyes. Well, if I'm in the likeness of God and I don't have blue eyes, then I guess God's not in me. No, no. It's not about that. God is in you. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Holy Spirit moves on the inside of you. Are you with me? You can become born again and He'll have different vessels. So I could take water and I could pour it in a real tall vessel and it would take the shape of that vessel. And I could take water and pour it in a round, short pot and it would take the shape of that round, short pot. Are you with me? 
I could take water and, and put it in a real thin tube and it would take the shape of that thin tube. What I'm saying is that God will begin to take the shape of you, inside you, who you are, what you look like. He'll begin to take the shape inside you. He'll begin to begin to mold and shape and you'll begin to move because what happens is on the inside something will change and all of a sudden it'll change on the outside. Come on, somebody. When something takes place on the inside, a lot of times we want to, under pressure, we want to change something on the outside. I'm going to go get a new shirt. Give me some new shoes. Or 10 or 15 or 20 pairs of shoes. Or 10 or 15 or 20 shirts. 30 pairs of pants. Give me 7, 12, 15 new belts. And I'll look better. I'll get a new hairdo or not get a new hairdo. I'll... I'll get some makeup, I'll get some stuff done, I'll look better. But that's all outward stuff. And what God looks at is the intent of the heart. And we get under pressure, maybe I should look this way, or I should drive this thing, or maybe I should speak a certain way, and people will begin to like me, and and then they really get to know you, and they find out that that's not really you. We're going to have pressure in our lives. It's not that you're not going to have pressure. It's not that you're not going to have stress. It's how you're going to deal with it. I want us to begin to look at this. I want us to get an understanding. It's kind of like this Christian life is not going to be easy. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be difficult times. There's going to be times where you're going to want to quit. There's going to be times where you're going to want to give up. Can I be truthful? There's every person that's in here that's born again has experienced this. And we don't need to not acknowledge it. We need to say, yes, that's just part of the deal. When I buy an automobile and I drive it, guess what? I got to put gas in it. That's just part of the deal. Got to check the oil. That's just part of the deal. Got to hope my air conditioner works, especially nowadays. It's just part of the deal. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be traps. There's going to be problems. There's going to be difficulties. We need to get to the point where we take control over the things that we can control and not worry about the things we can't control. A lot of times we, well, you know, she's not doing this and he's not doing that. And, you know, they should be doing it this way and they should be doing it that way. You don't have any control over it. Why are you getting all worked up about it when you don't have any control over it anyway? Come on, somebody. We need to start realizing what we can control and what you can't control is you. You can have self-control. That's self-control. Say self-control. It's self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. You've got to have self-control. I mean, when I go to a buffet, I have to have self-control. I mean, I control myself not to eat those green vegetables and get to the meat and get to the dessert. Amen? And then sometimes we have to have self-control. I've got to leave that dessert alone and maybe have some more of that, those green stuff. It's self-control. In this life, you're going to find it's difficult. But rejoice. Isn't it hard when things are difficult to go rejoice? You don't know what I'm going through, man. 
And the word from the prophet for the next, from August 10th, is that don't let this wilderness spirit come upon you. There's going to be pressure on you to isolate yourself away from this people right here. There's going to be pressure on you to isolate yourself away from us, away from this congregation, this building, this ground. There's going to be pressure to isolate yourself away from that. It's going to come. That pressure is going to come. One of the things that we can't control is people's tongue. Right? Since when are you the word police? Is that your spiritual gifting? You know what I mean? You've got to go around and correct everybody else's words. You can't control people's tongues. You, you can't control their actions. You can't control their attitudes. But listen, you can control your tongue. You can control your actions. Oh, come on, somebody. You can not control your attitudes. And when things aren't going good, you can say, hey, wait a minute. We're going to get through this thing, even though it's not too good. Eli and I, the other day, got a little challenge. I called him up. I said, Eli, we had somebody that gave us a couch for the kingdom house. He said, we're going to go get it. We're just going to run up and unload this couch. We're just, it's just right up the street. I mean, we're talking two blocks away. We're going to put it on the back of your truck. We'll be back in 10 minutes. I think the roof was six and a half feet tall and the couch was seven feet tall. I mean, we tried to go out the front door and the back door. And I, I, what, I, what happened is I had to realize that there was some pressure that was starting to build when we couldn't get it out. <laughs> can I be honest with you? I mean, I had a thought about the chainsaw. I thought, you know, we can make this single couch into a sectional. We cut this baby in half, he'll take one end out, I'll take the other end out. We'll get it out. I mean, they got it in. We'll come to find out, we found out that it's been there for two years. So whoever got it in, the last couple people that lived there couldn't get it out, so they just used it. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not, this is the truth. And we, we took the doors off of it. We looked at the windows. And, and I thought to Eli, I could, I could look at him, and he was, he was puzzled. And you know, what I, I, you know what I heard in the Spirit? It's not going to take us very long. It's only a few minutes. I don't know whether it was half an hour, 45 minutes, or an hour later. I was thinking, Eli, it's only going to be a few minutes. <laughs> Pressure began to come on us. We finally got it out. We got it wedged in there, and I jumped up on it. went, And it, it finally slipped out, and we finally got it out of there. Praise God. But there's pressure, and we're going to have to deal with pressure. Luke chapter 10, everybody there? Say amen. I'm going to start at verse 38 because we, I, want to, I want to just show you an example of some pressure and some things where you cannot control some things in your life and don't worry about controlling some things in your life. We have to deal with this. I'm, I'm a pretty, um, you know, I like things a certain way and, and I like to have my way. I think it's just like everybody else. But let's just take a look at the Word of God here. It says... Um, Verse 38, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now, as they were traveling along, they entered a village, and the woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She's talking about Jesus. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me doing all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. That word distracted, if you look it up, it means dragged around. It means to drag around. A lot of times we get distracted. 
And we drag around stuff that really doesn't mean much. Jesus, I believe, was coming to the, to the home of Mary and Martha. He had an invitation. He was coming in. And, and Martha wanted to make things nice for the Lord and Savior. Are you with me? Wanted to make sure the meal was prepared and the house was cleaned and it looked good. It sounded like some of you ladies in here and guys in here wanted to make sure everything was looked good. Get the bed made. Would you put that stuff in the closet? Could you put the laundry away? Would you do this? I mean, Jesus is coming over to the house and he's going to visit and I want things to look good. And, and there's nothing wrong with that except for she was distracted. Instead of what God was wanting to do, there began pressure coming on Martha. And she said, hey, Jesus, Mary's not helping me. She's being lazy. Would you tell her to help me? I began to think about this. I began to realize and begin to understand how distracted she was and, and what was important. We can look at this and say, what's important here? There's times where we come in and we'll come into the church and I'm looking at those pews. I mean, those chairs are not straight. I noticed that a little while ago and I'm thinking, and I was thinking, what am I doing? I was distracted. There's times we'll come in and you'll look at the person next to you and they're not worshiping the Lord and you're, you're looking around and other people are worshiping the Lord and you, you're looking at that light that's not the same color as that light and this tile might be different than that, or, you know, they didn't clean the floor right over there. There's a spot right over there. And, and all of a sudden, we become distracted, and there's pressure that comes upon us being distracted, and we miss the whole point. We miss the whole point, what it is to come in here and worship God. And didn't Jesus address that? And, and he looked at this in, in verse 41. He said, the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried about so many things. And sometimes I want to tell you people, you're worried about so many things. Well, what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried if I'm going to have enough food. God's going to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The goal in life is not to get rid of pressure. The goal in life is to be able to handle pressure. Let me say that again. Your goal in life is not to get rid of pressure because you're not going to get rid of pressure. But our goal in life is to be able to handle it. Oh, my kids aren't acting right. How do I do this? What do I do with this? My mom's not acting right. What do I do with her? Dad's not acting right. What do I do with him? Uh, my boss is not acting right. What do I do with them? How do I do with all these things? And pressure can begin to come upon you. And there's some things outside of your control. You just got to let it go. Turn to your neighbor and say, let it go. Turn to your other neighbor and say, let it go. I mean, I mean stress is pressure that's not dealt with properly. Stress is pressure that's not dealt with properly. Stress is not something you need to reduce or manage. Stress you need to eliminate. You're going to have pressure, but let's eliminate stress. Let's eliminate the worry. Let's eliminate the, the, the stress that comes upon our bodies. You can get sick because of it. I mean, getting rid of something is not going to get rid of your stress. Well, if I could just get rid of my kids for a few hours. That's not going to get rid of your stress. Come on, somebody. That's not going to get rid of your stress. If I could just get rid of my job. Hey, where y'all going? We're getting rid of stress here. Wait a minute. Is it time to go? Are we leaving? It's 830. Let me pray. Father, I just uh, thank you that... Uh, 
Lord, that we're just going to get rid of stress and we're going to go home. Lord God, and I just, uh, I just pray we'll finish this next week and what you want to do, Lord. And you will give us how to reduce stress in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Uh, we'll, see you. we'll see you Sunday. Pray for me. I won't be here Sunday. I'm going to go back and break off the spirit of poverty in that place. Amen. So be praying for us. Amen. Let's stand to your feet. Let's give the Lord a mighty, mighty shout of praise. And, um, and you guys have a blessed